This is the Guernsey Press Business Podcast with me, Will Green, the Guernsey Press Business Editor. We're here today with Alistair Beek, the Group CEO of Shaw. We're going to be talking about the very exciting plans and proposals for a new fibre network to reach into every property in Guernsey. So Alistair, what's this all about? Run us through it. Hi there, Will. Um, Thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, So this is about rolling out fibre over the next five years uh, to every property in Guernsey. Uh, It's a very ambitious, exciting project in that respect. Um, And uh, it's subject to funding, uh, part funding by the the states of Guernsey and the the, uh, States Assembly will have to vote on this. And obviously we hope that that vote goes through uh, next month. Um, but yes, the, the, the total investment is going to be £37.5 million pounds, uh, with uh, up to a £12.5 million pound contribution from the States of Guernsey, as I said, subject to that vote by the States Assembly as well. So it's a huge investment. Shaw is doing the lion's share of this investment. In terms of the history of Shaw, and indeed going back in history, get back to Guernsey Telecom and that 125 years history of telecoms in Guernsey, how big is that investment from a private sector company? Yes, I, I mean, it's hard to think of a, a investment that we have made as a business, um, as an organisation over 125-year history that's anything like this kind of scale. And certainly, you know, since the, the turn of this century, Shaw hasn't been making any, any kind of investment of this scale. We've been investing millions of pounds every year, uh, but not on on this this uh, magnitude of thirty seven and a half million pounds in total, of which we'll be investing twenty five million pounds. So it's a it's a huge investment. It, it's a real we've called it a revolution in connectivity. It's a huge step change from where we are today. Um, and it you know the, the whole point of the investment is that it will last a long time in terms of its uh, the very latest technology that will be future proofed. Uh, this is not an investment that it's it's not to scratch an itch this is there for the very very long term um and uh, the technology we're deploying will be capable uh of speeds of up to 10 gigabits per second which is not what we'll offer on day one but that capability is 500 times faster than than what we offer today um in terms of our, our basic entry uh, speeds today and then what we will offer on day one is true one gigabit speed what, what does that mean uh, to the person on the street what, what does one gigabit translate to if you're sitting at home well it's 50 times faster than today is probably the simplest way of describing it and um, you know if you're a home uh, with a family you know the, the, the classic situation where you know, and this was exacerbated and amplified through COVID, where you've got uh, p- potentially two two adults who are working from home, plus then children who are learning from home, um, and or being entertained from home in terms of streaming and gaming and, and you know, and that is all of us as well, isn't it? It's not just not just our children that are doing it. Um, and we all live very much increasingly digital lifestyles so you know streaming an HD movie uh, can take up you know seven eight megs uh, maybe maybe up to 10 megabits per second Um, so you don't need to be watching you know when you have two people in the same home both wanting to stream something like that with that type of quality concurrently that can take up a lot of the, the bandwidth um, so people like to have room to 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 
be able to use more into in, in their peaks, you know, periods of time, which is typically the evenings as well. And quickly, just going back as to the scale of this investment, why is Shaw making this investment in Guernsey? Uh, well, it's a sign of the times, really. You know, in terms of the, we looked at, uh, you know, the network performed incredibly well through the pandemic. But that's been the trigger, you know, with, with the, the huge changes that we saw, we saw a 50% increase in demand on the network and the, the, the network performed very well during that period of time, enabling, in fact, the vast majority of people to work from home. Um, but it's not perfect. So, you know, if you don't live close to an exchange, if you're two, three miles away from, from the closest exchange, there's not a lot we can do currently with the technology. It's limited in that respect. So the further away you are, the slower slower it will be. And for some people, that, that can mean it's difficult to work from home um, as well, as an example. So the benefits of fibre means that everyone will be able to get with certainty these much faster speeds as well. So why now is, is, is more looking into the future. You know, it will take five years to roll out. So um, we're looking for maintaining that kind of performance and improving it and being able to um, meet the future demands that who knows what those future demands are going to be as well. But we know that they're ever increasing. Uh, Have you noticed since the pandemic a kind of ongoing trend in terms of more people working from home, yes, I mean it's it's what we've seen generally speaking is you know and and, and sure is I think pretty similar to a lot of companies now in terms of we have a, a very flexible uh, working you know policy whereby you can choose if you want to work from home or whether you want to come into the office. And people make that choice. You know, some people are working a day, a day or two a week, and some people are working more than that. Um, and it it depends on individual circumstances. But yes, we, we're seeing, um, you know, more anecdotal than anything. But yes, we're seeing that a, a lot of businesses, particularly if they're connected to other other global, you know, locations, are either still mandated to work from home or have followed, you know, a similar line to we do and have a very sort of flexible approach to working from home as well. And, and we, we talk about the kind of future proofing. What about the economy? What's the economic benefit of this project? Yeah, so un- underlying the, the, there's two kind of types of economic benefit here, really. One is the, the, the direct impact of the investment. So the vast majority of the £37.5 million that we'll be investing over the next five years will be coming straight back into the local economy in terms of um, it's very little actually of the the investment that we'll be making will be to buy equipment that will come from off the island. Most of the uh, the money that we'll be spending is on basically people to to build the network. Uh, so we're going to be creating in the order of magnitude of 75 jobs um, to roll out the network. Um, more or less half of those jobs will actually be internal to shore and then the other half of those jobs will be with with local suppliers and that's before we've even counted the secondary impacts of of that investment so that's just purely jobs created to to build the network um uh and then you have the you know what the research says is that faster broadband 
encourages economic activity, improves productivity. Um, you know, and when you think of working from home, that's particularly relevant or even more relevant today than it was only 18 months ago. So the, the predictions are that you can increase GDP by between 0.3 of a percent and 1.1 percent. So when you think of it in terms of, of that, that sort of scale and the longer term impact, it's very, very significant on, on the Guernsey economy as well. Absolutely. And when will the first spades, to coin a phrase, be going in the ground? You know, officially the, the programme starts in 2022. Uh, less, less officially it's already started. You know, we, we are, we've already um, uh, have a number of um, areas of the island that we started to cover with fibre. And we will be uh, announcing our the beginning of, of the commercial pilot, which will start next month, actually. And it's going to be very, very small steps at the start. Uh, and then we will really ramp up early in, into the new year in 2022. And by the middle of next year and towards the end, we hope to be at the kind of scale and pace that we need to be able to do to cover the whole island within the five-year period. Assuming the States goes ahead, obviously we know the time frame. If, heaven forbid, they decided not to support the programme, would you still go ahead with it in a different format? Yeah, and that's really important to, to underline how transformative the, the state's uh, funding can be for Guernsey as well, and how important that, you know, that, and, and that I hope, like you, that the, the state's assembly does vote this through. Um, the, the, the state's funding will ensure that the five-year t- timeline is met, uh, so it's accelerated. We we would be doing we would be rolling fibre, um, but out in Guernsey. But it would take m- a much longer period of time without that kind of intervention from the states. Um, and the second thing is, it will mean that everyone gets it in in within a five year time frame too. So it accelerates and ensures everyone gets it. So yes, uh, sure, we'll continue to build out fibre. But it will be to a, 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 a slower timetable and a less extensive timetable as well. And in terms of, I know we're still at the very early phases of the project, in terms of pricing, what, what will the pricing structure look like for fibre? Yeah, so we haven't um, uh, ourselves or other, other operators, and remember that this is an important point actually, that, that it's a wholesale network that we're building here. So um, other operators such as Shaw and JT will be using that that network to offer on a retail basis to customers and we take that responsibility very seriously particularly as I said if, if, if the states provide the funding too that 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 network has to be provided on a fair reasonable um, and non-discriminatory basis as well so um, uh, we have established our wholesale prices um, but the retail prices have not yet been announced. But generally speaking, the entry level price point will remain as it is today. And and for that price, you will get a lot more. So the speeds will almost double for, for that entry level price point. The other thing is, obviously, there'll be new new speeds available. So 500 megs and, 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 and true one gigabit services will become available for the first time in Guernsey, which is you know, 10 times the fastest speed that you can get today. 
And that again, wherever fiber is, you'll be able to get that speed. It won't be a, a function of how close you are, are to the uh, exchange. So um, yeah, the really exciting times in that sense. And, and the pricing will be all announced in due course. But no, there's, there's no plans here to, uh, uh, to, to push up prices through the back door that we're being very transparent on this, that, you know, for a like-for-like service, you'll pay the same. And in fact, it will work a lot better as well. Deputy Fairbrush, the president of the Policy and Resources Committee at the States, said this is an opportunity for Guernsey to overtake some competitors. Jersey started this quite some time ago. They've rolled out fibre already. Did we miss a trick maybe, or was it just that the time wasn't right, or was there a discussion about 5G at the time? I Look, I think the um, you know, J- Jersey was probably quite a bit ahead of its time um, and you know I, I hope that we can I think the time is right now you know we, we've we've uh, the network as I said our network the copper network here uh, which is actually a, a hybrid network really because we have 500 kilometers of, of fiber already in the ground here um, so our fiber to the curb uh, approach has, has stood us in very good stead um, and the time is right now because of the lessons that we've learned through the pandemic. And, you know, frankly, the, the, the future demands that I talked about earlier on, who knows what those are going to be right now, but we know they're coming. And, you know, there's a, a really good Bill, Bill Gates quote that I'm probably going to misquote to some extent here, that, you know, you, you, you always underestimate the amount of change that's coming um, over the next 10 years and you will overestimate the change that's coming in the next two years so in other words you know that something's going to happen that we don't know about now in this space uh, we, we've seen some examples of some of the technology that's coming out that for example will allow you to have holographic you know working from home teams meetings um, that is going to need fiber as, as the underlying network um, we're going to see so many more devices in, in your home, in, in your day-to-day lives inter- that you're going to interact with. You know, your glasses are going to be connected to the internet. Well, it's it's funny, know. actually, in our house, you know, we recently moved house and uh, you know, the, the heating is now connected to the Wi-Fi, but you need a proper Wi-Fi network for it to work properly, while also your other devices are also connected to the network as well. Um, one of the challenges around... Uh, telecoms in industry more widely internationally has been some concerns around um, suppliers of the equipment. Will they be ones that have been identified as kind of sensitive networks? Obviously, people look towards some Chinese firms in that regard. Has that already been considered when taking it forward your plans? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we, we, we have to consider that. It's a serious issue. The UK is just about to pass its UK telecom and telecommunications bill, which basically will in time ban the use of uh, a key Chinese vendors who we use today for our mobile network. Um, so that presents actually an opportunity for us in terms of uh, we, we are going to completely swap, our, swap out our, our mobile networks at the same time and in, in a re- similar time frame to the one we're doing with Fibre here in Guernsey, um, which means ultimately by the end of this process, by 
2027, 2027, 2028, not only will be fibre completed in Guernsey by 2026, but we'll also have a completely new mobile network as well. So the technology we're deploying in fibre is not just future-proofed in terms of the demands, but it's also future-proofed in terms of the types of technology we're deploying and making sure that we can be compliant with all the rules and regulations that are likely to come out in this space. You know, generally speaking, Guernsey is going to replicate the security uh, policies and, 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 and adopt a very similar approach to the UK government in this space, and we're prepared for that. When we look back in history, it's often said that what the Victorians did an awful lot. You know, they, I don't know, in Guernsey, they built the port, uh, and then our forefathers, you know, did lots of other projects that have lasted literally hundreds of years. In the 21st century for digital infrastructure, is this comparable to that sort of thing? And like you said, getting Guernsey ready for the next stage of its economic development. Indeed, do we want Guernsey to be a digital island that attracts talent, skills and people, as well as supporting people who already live here to achieve the very best that they can? Yeah, so I think, yes, is the answer. I mean, I think it is, it's a, um, you know, the, the digital aspect to our lives is fundamental, isn't it, these days? You know, it is fundamental to work, it's fundamental to living. And in that respect, you know, I, I hope that the unmeasurable aspect of this is the reputation and the attractiveness of Guernsey as a place to live and work will go up a notch as a result of having a fibre network, you know. Uh, quite often people say that when you're looking to buy a house, the first thing, you know, it used to be location, location, location. And, and you know, right up there now is what's the broadband like, you know. So, um, uh, I, and I think that applies to people who are looking, to, you know, across the world and particularly with the working from home revolution, uh, if you like now, that that enables people, you know, uh, internationally to think, where am I going to live and work? Um, because I don't, ha- I'm I'm not anchored to an office anymore. I'm not anchored to to making a commute into an office. So the attractiveness of Guernsey, I think, over the last eighteen months has shown to have risen anyway, and fibre can, in my view, can help underpin that. And networks, generally speaking, are going to get much more important in our lives than they even are today. Uh, and so, therefore, it's fundamental in that sense. And and it is like a port. It is like a a road, it, it, you know, it is like the sewers. It's 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 really fundamental as it was 150 years ago. Now, fibre and, and networks are are that important to our lives. That yes, it's an incredibly important piece of infrastructure that, uh, that we're going to be putting in. Is this going to involve lots of digging up of roads and lots of disruption? There, there is going to be a certain amount of disruption because that's inevitable when you're putting in a, a cabled network, you know, of this kind of scale. Um, as in it's going to be a new piece of cable is going to need to be fed to every single home Uh, but but I don't think it's right to characterize it as some people do in terms of you know people people think of it as having to dig up every single road in Guernsey in order to achieve that that's not the case actually and we will work very closely with the states and with other particularly with other utilities providers as we do today to ensure that you know, we're not digging up the, the road one day and then they're digging up the road, you know, six months later and we'll be coordinated in that fashion. Is there going to be some road closures? Of course there is. Is it going to be disruptive to an extent? Yes, it will. Um, we're also going to employ community liaison officers to go out into the community 
and talk to and you know, and communicate very very clearly about what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what you can expect, um, uh, so that everyone's in the know about what's going on. And we hope to keep that, you know, keeping the, the community on side, if you like, is a, is a really important aspect to this. And do you have an idea of which areas are going to be done first, or is that still to be decided? It is still to be decided. And um, uh, what we're going to be doing is, is contacting customers. In the first instance, we'll be reaching out to customers as we go through this pilot phase that I, that I talked about earlier on that will launch in October. In the first instance, we'll go straight to the customer uh, and um, and either us as a wholesale provider and or the, the, the retail uh, provider will, will reach out to customers and communicate with them and tell, tell them that, you know, uh, rec- invite them basically to participate um, in, the, in that, that first stage. And then later as we scale up, we will announce um, packets of, of areas um, that you can then go onto our website um, and look up uh, and see whether it's available and and if it's in your area and if it's coming soon and but you know that that's um, probably well into next year before we start to do that. Obviously, Alistair, you were recently appointed as the group CEO of Shaw. In that time, what have you seen? What have you seen about the business and, and where it's headed next? Yeah, so th- this is a big part of that. Obviously, um, uh, we we've had a I've had a, a look at. Uh, what our plans are I've done a complete review over the over the last six months and uh, we're in the process of finalizing our strategy now for the next five years so one of the one of the key things that we've looked at is what's our purpose as a business what are we here actually to do and uh, the purpose that, that we've landed on is to connect our island communities for a better future and so fiber is you know, right at the heart of, of that purpose. Um, and, you know, the, 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 we, we're, we're absolutely entrenched in, in supplying a great service to, to our local communities. We're, we're part of the community in terms of we're one of the largest employers here. Um, we have a responsibility to the community to serve that community because there are, there are friends, there are family, uh, and there are neighbors. Um, and so, we don't sort of see ourselves as somehow separate. Uh, we see ourselves as as part of it, um, and it's not, you know, it's not. Um, it's something we have to work really hard for as well. Is that is is, is working for the reputation to support our customers to uh, allow them to use this technology uh, in ways that uh, that will be transformational to their lives as well. We we don't we're not saying we we transform people's lives because we don't. It's it's, but we're part of it in terms of the infrastructure that we provide. Um, you know, it's the basic thing, isn't it? If you if you don't have a good broadband connection, if you can't make a phone call, then you're fundamentally uh, hampered. Uh, whereas if everyone gets access to this this basic technology, uh, which is very sophisticated. When I say basic, I mean as in it's the foundation, really. Um, and everyone should have access to that, and 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 then the community can prosper, and you know, in part thanks to us. Thank you very much. Absolutely fascinating uh, and insightful run through what is going to be a major project for for Guernsey, and as you said, hopefully cast us as a shining beacon in the years ahead. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Will. Thanks for your time. <laughs>